What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and I Fund Women grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's 902-1OMG with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Hey there, gals. <laughs> Hi. Hi. We are here for another episode of 90210MG. I'm so happy about that. That's right. Another week with you, babes. I love it. How's it going? How's everybody's week going? Uh, you were in the news. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you sexy dancing queen. Dancing queen. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know you were dropped. Oh, <laughs> dropped. Is this about the um, Derek Huff? Yeah, he just yes, mentioned it in an interview, I think. I think they were asking him, like, what was your most embarrassing moment ever on Dancing with the Stars? And it just happened to be with me. 
Okay, but he, but seriously, like he had done like a gazillion seasons, so that's big news. Like that, that was the story that came to mind. So that's good. <laughs> I guess if you want to look at it that way, yeah, <laughs> it was his first um, first time on the show. He had been in London doing live shows there, and they brought him over to do Dancing with the Stars. And yeah, I was his first dancing partner, basically his guinea pig, and uh, we we had a great time, but that was, oh, that song. I'll never forget that song until right now. Uh, <laughs> it's like, Sing it. suddenly I see. That's all I got. That's all I got. Can't remember. But every time I hear that song, which is usually like in the bank or in the grocery do store. Do you get PTSD? I do. I think, ah, no, not that. Wait. So he's saying that was embarrassing for him, but was it embarrassing for you? <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was so embarrassing. My my dad was still alive then and I had wheeled him into the audience that night in his little wheelchair and I was so excited for him to be there. And it was like um, maybe our third or fifth night of the live performances and we did this trick, which I was never crazy about the tricks. They always terrified me. But this trick where I was like supposed to shoot through his legs and then he flips me over and twirls me around. I don't know. It sounds really complicated. It was, but, um, my dad was sitting right in front of where I fell. Like I fell in front of my father. I was bummed. I wanted to do good for him. Oh my gosh. You guys, she went on to the semifinals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so funny. I'll never forget. My dad was like, Afterwards, I was so like, I'm sorry. Yeah, that happened. Oh. And he goes, well, was well, probably the best thing that could have happened for you. Now you'll get more votes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Sympathy our, votes. Our yeah. dads were so old school. That's <laughs> what my dad would have said. Stuff like that, too. Like, now everyone's going to be talking about you. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember seeing that on TV at the time. And, oh, I got so nervous. But I feel like your face, like. You pulled it off so well, and I feel like it ingratiated, like the audience just, they did. They wanted you more because they were like, oh my gosh, that must have been heartbreaking for her. And yet you were just like, you smiled and the world was like, we love her. Must have been just too much spray tan and too many. Yeah, it was a little too slippery that night. Oh my gosh. You looked so good in those costumes though. It was so good. You were really tan. She, she is very hesitant to put on like spray tans or (laughs) tanning lotions. (laughs) That's so funny. You mentioned that because, um, during this episode, I was watching it. I think it was this morning and my husband walks in the room and it was like one of the beach scenes and he goes, wow, babe, you were really white. <laughs> said yes, yes, I was very white. <laughs> but that's why you have great skin now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, stay out of the sun, ladies. I know, I just can't. You love, just, you're like a sun goddess. I know, but I, I think I feel like, oh, I know. I so, okay, sun. so you guys, anytime that she sees me put up a picture on Instagram and I'm in the sun, she will text <laughs> or DM me and be like, Go stay out of the sun. Get out of the sun. Are you wearing sunblock? <laughs> yeah. Put a hat on. I'm like, I you know. reapply every hour. <laughs> no, I'm really, Someone's like, got to look out for you. Thank God she says that. I'm terrified of the sun. It's like, I'm like a gremlin. What are, what are those things that can't be in the sunlight? 
Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Or a vampire. <laughs> or that. <laughs> so it's an exciting week. We're we're moving on down the the episodes of season two. This is episode This is a much better episode. Three, yes. I thought yes. so too. So this is uh, episode three of season two, Summer Storm, aired on July twenty-fifth, nineteen ninety-one. And the synopsis is Cindy's mothering instinct. What? Upsurts? Upsurts? I think it's upsets. I have, no. Oh my God. I was like, I have never heard that word my whole life. Upsurts. I think it's a word. Is it a word, you guys? I mean, I'm sure. Upsurts? Have you ever used that? I've used standby. You keep reading that synopsis. I got the upsurts. You know, when you drink something bubbly, it gives you the upsurts. Like not, it's like a mix between upset and like burps. You guys, it, that's, I think that's like upsets upset. the apple cart, like turns over the apple. What is that thing? I, I think it mean. ignited her mothering instincts. I believe it is a typo. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Imagine we go on for like a whole thing about why this word works and then it's like not a word. <laughs> you can use any other word there. Okay. Got it. Synopsis, Cindy's mothering instinct upsets Jim and Brenda after she brings injured surfer Dylan to recuperate at the Walsh's. Meanwhile, Kelly's instincts are spiked by a handsome volleyball player. Ooh. Insert love interest. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So this episode starts out at, uh, at the Walsh house. And... They're watching the news, I guess, and they see mm-hmm. um, Jack McKay in the news. Dylan's dad is being like arrested, taken into jail or the courthouse mm-hmm. or something. But that's not Dylan's dad, you guys. That's nope. different. That's right? not even that's not the actor that played him in season one, <laughs> or the actor that played him on other seasons. Right, that plays him yeah. later. So there were three, apparently. We'll see. We'll keep counting. I, I love the way he was like hiding his face, though. It really worked because it really worked for the show eventually. And then Jim comes in and he's leaving and he's looking for his shirt. And Brandon says, this is one I'm going to jump right into my favorite line. One of my favorite lines when what? he's like, what is it OK for us? Jim says something about girls wearing men's shirts. And Brandon says, mm, girl in a guy's shirt. Nothing like it. Ew, just that. <laughs> I didn't like I mean, that. It's weird. I mean, it's kind of true. Yeah, I mean, I like that. It's cute, but just for him to say it, like, even with his sister, it was talking about his sister. I don't know. A little creepy. Oh, that is, yeah. It is, you're right. You're right. He was giving our heads up for guys in general. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing right about it, except for Steve's shirts, because he does wear girl shirts. I, why can't he get a whole tank top? Like what? Why does he only Thank get you. the? Why do they only give him half a tank top? Uh, maybe it was the wardrobe budget for a season. I don't know. Not a great second physique. Season. That's why they want him to show it off. He did have a nice little tum tum. Wait, I gotta say, I think. I mean, Ian has a great. He still has a great body, and he's such a handsome man. I, I, I would rather have no shirt on than tank tops like that. Like I don't feel like even then in the nineties I wasn't like, ooh, that's that's sexy. You don't mm-hmm. you don't find it mysterious, like, ooh, what's under that four inches of cotton? Doesn't get you going. Okay. I mean I could floss with it, but other than that, no, nothing. <laughs> oh. I thought he looked good. He he was uh 
he was not nice in this episode, though. He was a jerk. Didn't you guys think he was a jerk? He was. Steve has his moments. Steve goes back and forth, I feel like, a lot. Like, he's that nice guy that just, like, gets grumpled. Grumpled? Is that grumpled a word? It is now. Yeah. Right now in these early seasons, I feel. And it just, he completely changes. Yeah. It's funny because Ian, and he would, he would admit this. Can I even say this? Like, he has, like, two distinct personalities, too. He's not mean like Steve, but he can definitely get, like, short-fused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then be, like, the sweetest loving brother ever. Yeah. What's his sign? I know. I was just thinking that. Isn't he? And Aries, like, Aries. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, which I don't. It doesn't make no, sense. No, I don't. Th- no. Aries usually. He, it's more like more, a Gemini. Yeah, yeah. He's more like a Gemini. Maybe his, should see if- his rising is Gemini or his moon. Maybe or he was a preemie and he came, like, a few months early. He's supposed to be a Gemini. <laughs> I don't know. You know what my favorite thing is when we when we all just make up backstories and and things. We just make up stories. Come up. We don't need who needs truth. We got our version. <laughs> there's there's uh, the truth and then there's our version. And there you go. <laughs> you pick which is more interesting. Duh. <laughs> this was the first um episode. Well, that's the first episode of season 2 where we see Jackie and I was so excited to see Jackie Taylor on screen. I don't know. I just love that woman. Uh, she, Anne Gillespie plays Jackie Taylor and she's so great. And I just have the fondest memories working with her. She, yes. What a beautiful, like just a beautiful soul. Just a good person. Mm-hmm. How old was she when we started? I always ask that about the parents. Cause there are like, we're the same age now, but it just, our memories are, of them are when we were teenagers. They, so, and she had to been in her thirties, right? That would be, I would guess. Mm-hmm. She really? was a young mom. I feel like she was young. Like she was a young mom. Kelly's mom was a young mom. Did she feel like a mom to you, or just a coworker? No, she felt like a big sister to me more. And I, and I, I don't know. I just always really, um, even in this episode. Kelly's kind of taking care of her mom a little bit and keeping her on track, making her accountable. And uh, I just remember whenever we would do, whenever I would do scenes with her, I would feel the real, the real feelings of a daughter who wants her mom to be good and stay healthy and, and, you know, and so I I just remember that was, was a great working experience working with her. But I feel like in general, none of the parents parented us on set does that make sense well i guess i guess we're mom age now like when we play moms do we parent no. the teens on I set not, God, not your no. kid no we're like cool no i'm like right? not my problem <laughs> <laughs> see you guys later <laughs> i got enough to deal with at home thank you very much and i love it when uh when jackie and kelly are sitting there checking out the guys together that's so cute. I kind of feel like I do that with my kids a little bit. Like, oh, he's cute. Stop like it. Him? No. I mean, like, not stop it. Tell me more. But <laughs> no, just I had to me. say it. Stop it. Not for me, like, but for them. You know. Spill the J. You know, I just want to find a cutie pie for them. Oh, oh my God. Oh. What do you... Wait, I got to hear this part. I'm This I've never witnessed. Okay. So there's a cute boy walking by. What do you say? 
Mm. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> the sad part is I don't think you're lying. <laughs> I don't say, mm. Ew, I'll throw up if she says, mm. mortifying for your daughter. I say, yowza. I, I say, I say, hello. Or like, I just you say, say hello to the boy or just like to him, to, my, to like, us, hello. to my daughter, like, hello, like he's oh. cute. What do you think? Hmm? Like that? That's really cute actually. <laughs> they're all, they're all a little boy crazy. So it works. That's cute though. Why is no mine not? Well, there could be several reasons. (laughs) One of them is she's not quite old enough yet. True. The younger ones. But like Stella's turning 13 and I kind of, I mean, even though Fiona's a little bit older, like I kind of base them together and I'm always like, Fiona has a boyfriend, Fiona, like, and. Fiona does not have a boyfriend. She did, remember? No, she just had a boy that gave her some jewelry. Sis. Yeah. Okay. Boyfriend status. Like. Right. Like, they weren't gave her that age. He wanted to be your boyfriend, but a pair it, of yeah. earrings. <laughs> at that age. Right. But remember at that age what we would say, like that's my boyfriend, and like you never saw each other, but you just had no. the title. Yeah. And, like, and it you was talk like on the a phone. week and a half later you broke up, but yeah, yeah. that was your boyfriend. Like you'd talk at night or just see him at school and he was your boyfriend because he asked you, like, will you be my girlfriend? And then that was it. Well, you gotta teach her. Yeah. You gotta you got to teach her. Kelly taught me how to be I assertive tr- and get what she wants. I mean, in this episode, you see her going after what she wants. And I am a believer in all aspects of that. If you want something, go out and get it. Manifestation. Mm-hmm. So I do. I say to Stella, like, oh, that boy's cute. And she's like, ew. And I'm like, okay. And then I feel like defeated. So, okay, I back well, off. so you've got to ask her what's her type. Because maybe you're, uh, you're you hitting her. the wrong target. No, you're the cool aunt. Like you ask her. Yeah, because they don't. I'm, I mean, mine doesn't. My youngest doesn't really like like the football jock guy. She wants the wafy feminine little guy that she can. I don't know <laughs> what to break him or something. I don't know, but she's like into like you know who's that guy? Who's that, who's that guy? That Timothy. Um, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. She's really into that body frame. That How like, do I not know uh-huh. who that is, you guys? I'm totally behind. Timothy Chalamet is delightful. Would I think he's cute? Yes. Okay. What's he from? Yeah. A million movies. Oh, I'm so backwards. Okay. So mm-hmm. my daughter is very into um, Harry Potter. So she thinks Drake, the oh, yeah. Slytherin, like. They all love. Um, which makes me nervous. The main bad because, guy. See? So it's They're all starting. in love with him. I can't. The like, bad what's boy. What's his name? I can't remember. But he's Drake from, something. Drake yeah, Malfoy. Water bottle. Yes. Drake Malfoy. He's the head Slytherin dude. And um, Fiona just recently went through a major phase where she was all about Draco Malfoy. And uh, and I didn't get it. And she was like, no, I, I think he's still cute because she followed him on Instagram or something. And he's like a grown man now. And I said, you now? He's, he's cute now? And she was like, oh, yeah, no. totally. Oof. Um, that just makes me like nervous because that means like mine's already like going towards the cool bad boys oh, instead yeah. of like, why didn't you like Harry Potter? Like, <laughs> you <laughs> know, <laughs> or his little redheaded friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I went on Cameo because it's Stella's birthday coming up. And I was like, oh, now there's Cameo. Like you can book celebrities to give video shout outs. So I like. I was like, anyone Harry Potter on here? And he was. But for like 
a 30 second video shout out, it's like $500 plus no from him. Harry Potter. Jer- oh, that maybe that'd be more Drake, Drake, Draco. O'Malley, O'Malfin. Malfoy. <laughs> yeah. Drake, it's if you're hearing Drake this, O'Malley, that's slide insane. into my DM. Help me out with a birthday gift to my daughter. Oh my goodness. Oh, sorry. Back to the show. So yeah, there's a lot of great stuff going on at the beach club in this episode. And then there's Shakespeare week at drama class. Oh my gosh. This stressed me out bad, you guys. What do you mean? At least because uh, getting Shakespeare, I don't know. I'm just, it's not my jam, like as an actor. And so I'm an acting class on 90210. And I was like, oh, and then it's Shakespeare week. And I was like, oh, crap. That's like me trying to do, you know, I can't do a British accent. Like, <laughs> yeah. Imagine me doing Shakespeare. You at did least a great like, job. You, at least there's a semi-comedic twist. Yeah. On it, so. You guys got to make it fun. Yeah. Thank God. The drama teacher didn't really like it, though. He's judgy, right? Yeah. He's that actor, those actor types. <laughs> well, I thought you made an, acute, an adorable Romeo, though. That giant Thank feather you. on your head. <laughs> I went on many more times to play a boy in 90210 doing, <laughs> sorry, not a spoiler, but a spoiler you'll see coming up in more episodes. But it was episodes. cute to see Donna and David doing scenes. Mm-hmm. Brian was always very fun when we got to do like really like out there like comedy scenes together. So that was always fun because we got to do that rather than being like the flirty stuff, which comes later, which was always nerve wracking for me. So that stuff was fun. Right. Or the drama stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did get the sense in this episode. I don't know if this is, was like, art imitating life I don't know but I got the sense that um Brenda did not care for Andrea one bit I feel like this is when it started to happen and then it kind of like was all downhill from here I feel like they really wanted to have a friendship with those two but then something just like the writers could tell it wasn't clicking and then they're like abort mission Hmm. yeah you know what though guys the boom the boom the microphone you saw it again. three times. No. The boom was in the shot three times. And it was at the <laughs> beach twice. And one of them was when people were walking down the beach, like do, 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 walking down the beach. And then a giant fuzzy thing comes down from the sky and is in the scene <laughs> while they're walking. Really bothered me. It was me. a shark flying in. It was Sharknado before Sharknado. I mean, I'm beginning to understand why the sound man was always screaming at the boom guy. <laughs> it was really <laughs> making him a lot more sense now. It was his son. Yeah. Well, yeah, our boom guy, Robo. I love that you pick these things out every episode because, like, sis, I like I never see it. I could watch it back I 50 never... times and I would never see what she sees. She has a great eye for that. Oh, it's but, annoying. But, you know, it's almost like a fetish. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It's annoying. You have a boom fetish. It sort of takes the fun out of, like, I was just sitting there and we were watching something and I was just, like, obsessing on the production value. And then it just sort of takes the fun out of watching something because my mind will analyze it and like say, Oh, that's in over the shoulder. And then they're going to go in for a close up and there's their two shot. And that guy was too far away from camera for the off camera lines. Like my mind just won't stop. I don't know. Yeah. I'm too invested in the fact that Dylan is spending the night at the Walsh's and it's like one door over from Brenda's room. Mm -hmm. Cause you love your some Brenda and Dylan. Yeah. I think these are just like my first 
romances that I would see as a kid on TV. And so you, as a child, which I was, um, you never experienced that in real life. So to see it, it was just like, I was taking notes, I think. <laughs> Nine-year-old. <laughs> and he was shirtless in this episode a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't yeah, know if you guys thing. noticed, but I felt like Cindy was kind of smitten with uh, with the shirtless Dylan in her son's bedroom. <laughs> that was art imitating yeah, art right there. Because we know she told us she was like, I have a crush on him. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the cutest. She couldn't even hide it. She was like acting like with him. And she's like, just flustered. Just like, <laughs> here's your dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a surprise guest in the waiting room for you, Tori. For me? Yeah. We're ready. It's go time. You ready? Should we tell her who it is? I hate surprises. Yeah. Tell her. Deborah Goodrich Royce, who was in last week's episode and she Mm -hmm. played Sandy and you. Oh my God. I'm taking my glasses off to look good for this. You know, I'm going to freak out. Now's your chance. You get to meet her and ask her all the questions about that movie that you loved. April Fool's Day. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm going to freak out right now. Oh my God. Hey everyone. So as you can imagine, we know a thing or two about makeup. We've pretty much tried it all. And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin and their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their uh, high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. 
And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC injectable gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. There she is. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. You're in my favorite movie. Like, it's my favorite horror film. One of my favorite horror films of all time. Like, I talk about April Fool's Day, and I don't know if you saw the remake. Do you see the remake? I did not. No. It was not good. I'm sorry, mm. whoever made it. But, like, it, it, no one could live up to what you guys did in April Fool's Day. It was my favorite thing of all time. Sorry. Well, that was Fred Walton. He was really something. Did you ever see When a Stranger Calls? That was really his breakout movie with Carol Kane. You know, that famous movie where she's the babysitter and the punchline is, you know, get out of the house now. He's upstairs. Yeah, the calls. And and the children. Where your arm the calls were. coming from inside the house. Sorry. That was exactly it. So that was Fred. And um, the writer of that was a guy called Danilo Bach. I think he did Beverly Hills Cup. So oh. he was a writer of comedy. And it was, I think the... I think it was the first. I mean, I don't know, kind of genre it, splitting. It was. What is that called? I can't think of the name of it. You when know, it's horror, but with comedy. It's way before I, Scream, you guys. Way before, which I think was very referential to it. I don't know. I always called it a tongue in cheek horror film, but I, that's not a I name can't. of a genre. We can call it a horridy. Yes. You like that? Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> 
Um, and I got to say, I mean, for anyone that hasn't seen April Fool's Day, you got to watch it. And you guys were way ahead of your time before Blair Witch, which had a, or Sixth Sense, which had a surprise ending, because this was the surprise ending to end it all, literally. That's right. And uh, AFI, the American Film Institute, just featured it in April. And so did The Hollywood Reporter. They were doing kind of a roundup of 91 years of film because they're in the business 91 years. And they picked that as one of the films of 1986, which is kind of a long, you know, 30 plus year reward because I don't think it was very well understood when we did it. I agree with you. But I think I think what it was is people weren't expecting the comedy in it. Um, so maybe they were like, wait, what's happening? It was I don't know. It's so good. I always she use that as a reference. Loves I, that movie. I tell her all the time, like April Fool's Day, April Fool's Day. OK, right. anyway, sorry. We'll go back to 90210 now. You you <laughs> were uh, you played Sandy, a little uh, love interest moment for Brandon. I did. It was at that beach club. So Mm -hmm. your whole storyline had moved out of that beach and I was older, which I am older. I'm still older. I mean, (laughs) we're older age at the same rate. We're catching up to you. Yeah, no, I don't know if you ever will, uh, unless (laughs) I die. (laughs) And oh no, the, (laughs) the story was, yeah, he was working there and I was of a lower class. So I didn't quite fit in with the whole Beverly Hills scene. One of my strongest memories is I was a a new mom at that point. And I was living way over in Atwater Village. And the husband of a friend of mine, maybe he was a grip. Anyway, he had a very cool old Volkswagen Beetle convertible. And that got to be my car in that. That's right. So that uh, happened to have been the car of someone I knew just coincidentally (laughs) in the weird small world thing. And did you drive that car to work that day? No, no, no. I probably he did, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Well, it suited Sandy nicely. Yeah, Jen, Jen coined Sandy last um, our last episode as a sex slave. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what to call her. Uh, we were like, I mistress said hooker. Said, oh, yeah, at no, first I, it was hooker, I, and then I a sex slave. That. And see, you know, I, I lost the thread because I wasn't sure you were still talking about that character. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just shocking because I was all in for the storyline with Sandy and Brandon. And then all of a sudden... You're in the red dress, looking amazing, walking up the stairs. And I was like, what What is happening? What is she doing in that dress? Well, you know, when you're the actor, they never tell you. You just kind of figure it out. (laughs) You do your job. Oh, wait, um, Deborah, can I ask you a question? Did you have to bring any of your own wardrobe? Because we're just curious, because a lot of guest stars have told us they had to bring their own wardrobe. You know, I was just looking at it today, and I think that pink waitress kind of little mock turtleneck thing was mine. I do. I mm. remember that. What about yeah. the headbands? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we're dying to know we, about we, the headbands. We like, those are some... Was it because of the wind? What? Why the big headbands? We couldn't figure it out. A lot of them. I think maybe it was a, an attempt at a style. I don't know if it was a style. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, we made up a whole storyline that maybe it was like very windy, one of the first scenes. So they put it and then it made it a character choice after that. We didn't know. (laughs) We didn't know. But you've had such an interesting career, uh, done so many great things. You you played, um, what was the name of the Kane? Um, Erica Kane's sister? Yeah, I played... Silver Cane, a very realistic name. (laughs) It's such Um, a good one, though. It was a very good one. That could be your hooker or porn name. There you go. Absolutely. Tie it all back. Change a bit of that. No, it was a really, it was kind of a cool storyline. So she was the sister of, you know, the Susan Lucci character, the diva of soap operas. And they took it from the old film, All About Eve. If you remember that with Betty Davis and Ann Baxter, Mm -hmm. where Betty Davis in that case was the Broadway star and Ann Baxter comes in as, you know, her assistant and tries Mm -hmm. to take over her life. So they just imported that storyline to the soap opera. The fans loved it. What I found so interesting, though, when I was reading up about you is that you then moved on to becoming a story editor. I did. So what happened was I had a couple kids in the early 90s. And my first husband, who grew up in Paris, had the opportunity to go back there for work. And for me at that point, the bloom was off the rose with acting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was I had two little kids. And those were the days when you would get a call to pick up a script at six o'clock in the evening and you'd have to drive an hour to get it. I mean, nobody was emailing you a script (laughs) in the early 90s. And when this opportunity came up, we went and it was there, the first transition, I was hired by a French film studio, Canal Plus. They were looking for native English English speaking readers. All studios keep readers. on their payroll, you know, it's a freelance job. And what you do is you read the novel that's being submitted or or a screenplay if it's complete. You synopsize it for the studio executives and you do a page of analysis and comments. And then in the movie business, you always have to say what it's like. You know, is it Mm -hmm. um, April Fool's Day meets Gone with the Wind? What is this thing? (gasps) So that was a really cool job. My, my kids were little, I was living in Paris. Um, I was doing that. And then my first husband was hired by Julia Roberts. She had just done a deal at Disney with Joe Roth, one of those development deals, which were very popular then. So we came back for him to be her, you know, head of her little company. And I was hired by Harvey Weinstein to be the story editor at Miramax. Uh-oh. You want to ask anything about that? <laughs> I, uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's a funny thing. Um, How'd that I, work out? I, I write thrillers and I write identity thrillers. This, yes, this now is you're a big author. Yeah, I'm, I'm a writer and mm-hmm. I, I'm very fascinated by this concept of who people are really, what they reveal and what they conceal, which is far more interesting. Mm. And in terms of Harvey, I had a great experience in my years at Miramax. For me, it was like my writing school. I had no experience of that aspect of him. I don't doubt the women. I don't condone his behavior. But I think people can exist in in compartmentalized ways. Mm -hmm. And the experience I had in those years at Miramax, it was really a heyday there. And I learned so much getting to edit 
the work of far greater writers than I was. So I'm appreciative of that time. And I it just, you know, I, I can't really comment on all that. Do you stuff. think that doing that kind of work sparked your interest to become an author? Yeah, absolutely. And I spent a long time kind of as a, you know, an unannounced writer. I, I was in writing groups. I wrote a screenplay. I got a grant for the screenplay. I put it in a drawer. <laughs> and there was an, when I remarried and moved to Connecticut, where I live now, my husband, who uh, Chuck, who's a really interesting person in the finance world and a very creative person, there was a beautiful 1939 cinema in Stanford, Connecticut, which is the next town over. He said, let's buy it and restore it. And I said, well, I don't really know anything about that side of the movie business. He said, well, let's do it. So we bought a movie theater. We restored it, beautiful cinema, and that became a weird door to the next stage of writing. So Gene Wilder lived in Stanford. Hilda Radner had this beautiful farmhouse in North Stanford. She died, she left it to him. He remarried this wonderful woman, Karen, and I got to know them as a couple, my husband and I did, and they became very involved with the Avon. And he would come every autumn for a decade. And he had a series called Wilder's Picks. And he would present over a period of three months, two classic films, and then one of his own, which would always have a mob scene because he was so incredible. In the process of our email relationship, he said one day to me, are you a writer? I think you're a writer. And I said, oh, well, you know, gosh, gee, yeah, kind of, sort of. And very generously, he said, I, I would be honored to read anything you've written. So I sent him this screenplay. Wow. It was very encouraging. And every time I talked to him after that, he would say, are you writing? Yeah. I hope you're writing. So screen turns around 2014. I am in my 50s by then. My youngest child and you beautiful younger women with houses full of children, my youngest child launched. And I felt like as much as I loved raising my children, I felt like I got a huge chunk of real estate in my brain (laughs) back. Like I have been writing all along, but tiny pieces of things, short stories, And suddenly there was this expansiveness of time Mm -hmm. where I could sit completely in that cone of silence and get into my head or out of my head or whatever you want to call it. So I decided to tell people I was writing a book and my husband, who's very charmingly humble, he was like, oh my God, I wouldn't do that if I were you. You know, what if you don't finish? (laughs) And I thought, it's okay. If I don't finish, I will be able to say I didn't finish. I mean, I wasn't making, you know, public announcements. I was telling my friends. So it was still, you were holding yourself accountable. Like you were putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because up until then, all that kind of backdoor writing hadn't really manifested as anything. So Mm -hmm. I said it, I'm writing. I didn't say I'm a writer yet. You you sure did. You have a new, is this book that's out right now? Ruby Falls. Is that a new book? Ruby Falls is out right now. Beautiful cover. And Finding Mrs. Ford came out two years ago. And yeah, so that's that's where we are. 
your cover artwork is beautiful. Yes. And it's really cool. You know, uh, I'd love to talk to you about, so Ruby Falls, this one, the, it's a really cool story. There's a, a photographer named Melanie Wilhide, and she was doing a show in California. I think she was in Pasadena and her computer was stolen and it took three weeks for the police to find it. And when they did find it and she tried to retrieve her body of work, it had all of those weird like pieces disjointed. So she created a show mm. all around that and she dedicated it to her thief <laughs> to Adrian Rodriguez with love. Oh man. And this photograph was part of the show. It wasn't a stolen image, but it was an image that she created. And Ruby Falls is about a girl who's coming a little bit unglued. So what I like about the cover, it's both beautiful and it's disturbing. Mm. Those are two wonderful characteristics, <laughs> especially in storytelling. Well, the, everybody, I want to make sure everybody knows that they can order Ruby Falls on Amazon.com. You should definitely check it out because it sounds like a fascinating story. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being with us, Deborah. Thank you. It's truly a delight. Deborah, you're amazing. We love you. Bye. Oh my God. Oh, I love you Bye. too. It's wonderful to see you. Ah. Is there ever really a way to thank your mom for everything she does? My mom is my best friend, my rock. I have learned so much from her through the years. Her wisdom has helped shape me and I love celebrating her, especially on Mother's Day. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. And since she deserves the best, send her the best there is. When it comes to flowers, send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. I love that Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, you guys. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick the delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to your mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code 90210 for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code 90210, books.com, promo code 90210. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you happy now? I'm, I mean, like a pig in poop. I'm so happy. I love her so much. Oh, my gosh. Huge fan. What an amazing, empowering woman. I I wish we had more time with her. Like, I would love to talk to her about, like, what happens when you're a leading lady and a beautiful woman Mm -hmm. and you choose to go from in front of the camera to behind the camera. That sounds like a lovely life. (laughs) She's living peaceful, just her and her writing. I like that. She had me at Paris. When she had that life in Paris, that sounded good. Well, if you think that was exciting... Get a load of who's next. I know. You, you know who's the next guest, right? I do. Our David Lasher, Kyle on 90210. I say 90210 like we don't know the show. Like it's our show. David, David, are you there? <gasps> I'm so excited to see him. <gasps> there he is. Hey there. Wow. Hi, guys. Hi. Long time no see. Uh, decades, right? <laughs> oh my God. I just felt like I was in the nineties again. Wow. Here we are. Oh, uh, nice to see you guys. Still so such a beautiful you. smile. Look at him. <laughs> you guys don't look so bad either. Thank God. <laughs> we got that going for us. <laughs> where are you, David? Where, where are you residing now? I'm home in, uh, the Hills in studio city. Okay. So in, in LA. Oh my God. Yeah. We're, we're all valley people now you know i was gonna guess studio city just from your living room i don't know why it was like on the tip of my tongue when you were saying it i don't know what it is it has like that the maybe the way the light's shining in i'm proud of it yeah you have little kids right i see a little table back there how old are your kids well my youngest is a she just turned 11 so she doesn't well she still uses that table but that I have table, uh, that table's suspicious then yeah, huh. yeah. do you <laughs> use I do the my table? Best work. <laughs> uh i have um an 18 year old who's going to college next year and a 16 year old wow do they know that their dad was a teen idol um you know they they're aware they haven't seen 90210 though uh but yeah, they, you know, I think Sabrina is on Hulu. So they, mm-hmm. they've seen that and. Uh, Blossom. Did they see Blossom? Uh, yeah, that, uh, I don't know. My stuff doesn't hold up uh, as well as I <laughs> wished it would, but <laughs> they would def- definitely have to like our episodes on those summer episodes. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? You were such a teen heartthrob. You were definitely. Across multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to say, like, you know, of all the things I've done and I've been fortunate enough to be involved in some shows that have had great success, I've never experienced anything like that summer uh, when we shot and and those episodes were seen by, I mean, everyone. It was crazy. I can't imagine what you guys were going through. So you were in episode three of season two. And then again on 
in what episode? Uh, I think I did two. I don't know. I, I, I was the possibly gay boyfriend of, of Kelly. And, uh, and then I was questionably gay. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, at the time, I, I didn't realize that it was definitely a brave script to put out there, right? Absolutely. You pop up in episode 20 of season two, and then back in season three, episode 10. Right. And that one was like a football team using steroids. But you were still <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, I was still Kyle, Kyle. I was on the football team. And now I was also using steroids. So, uh, oh my gosh, you're all over the place, Kyle. <laughs> They, they just loved you and wanted to bring you back mm-hmm. keep, keep putting you in storylines. But it is controversial. Like back in the 90s, like did, when you auditioned for the show, um, did you know that Kyle, the journey Kyle was going to make? No, I actually was doing another show for your dad called Jack oh. of Hearts in Las Vegas. Oh, Jack of Hearts. So you didn't audition. You got the part. Sorry. Right, right. So your dad... When that show, we only did like six episodes, but we had the best time in Vegas. I mean, we lived at Caesar's Palace for like <laughs> three months. I had um, forgotten about crazy. that show. Yeah, that the whole time he's sh- like, you have to meet my daughter. You have to meet my daughter. Oh ah, my God, so His dad is trying to set you up. <laughs> oh my God, David, we were literally just, and David and I became good friends. Like you were like, when we worked together, you were like one of my like, I wanted to say homies. Who says homies? But you know what I mean. I was trying to make it clear. Like it wasn't like a love thing, but like we like definitely like we're friends and hung out. And that's so funny. We were just talking about how parents trying to set their kids up. I guess my dad tried to set me up with you. Yeah. Well, (laughs) what was the problem? By by giving me uh, the role on your show. um, When that other show didn't work out, I think it was actually like a setup. My getting that part. Do you remember the like doing those scenes? Especially, I want to know if you remember the jogging scene on the beach with uh, Steve Sanders, where you're jogging down the beach wearing white pants. Do you remember, uh, remember it? I, yeah, the the fashion probably does not hold up. <laughs> uh, Wait, whatever. Why didn't you go out with me? Oh, I'm Lord. so confused. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, you you might have actually had a boyfriend. I know Jenny had that boyfriend, Dan. Uh, that was yep. yes became my husband. <laughs> she married that one rather oh, quickly oh. and shortly. Oh. So if Jenny yeah. had Dan, that means I was going out with Nick. Mm. Mm, that was that time. Yep. It was there was someone in my way. I remember that. <laughs> oh man, uh, think of what well. could have been. It was such a special time, though. I had just moved to LA, and I remember like getting on the PCH those days to go film those episodes. I was like, you know, as soon as I saw the ocean, blasting my music, I, you know, Luke and I were friends beforehand, but you all were so like welcoming and gracious and fun and just so cool. I was like, you know, this whole place is awesome. It was, was it really cold when we filmed the, the scenes on the beach? We remember it like overcasty probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freezing. Chilly. And then we had to wear yeah. bikinis. I mean, you got to wear pants, lucky, but you know. <laughs> had, White pants. You had some shorts on there for the vo- for the volleyball scenes. Yeah. Yeah. You do you so you have fond memories. That's good. I'm, we're always happy to hear when people have fond memories of being on the show. Exactly. Do you know Jessica Alba? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh no. 
Do you guys remember that summer though? Because I think that was like when that show blew up. Yeah, you were there when we actually became a success because we weren't Mm -hmm. the first season. So Mm -hmm. you were there when it all kind of just took off. Yeah, and then you were on the cover of Rolling Stone. I remember being like, Whoa, this is... Um, that was Shannon, uh, Jason, and Luke, not us. But yeah, oh. we, we remember. <laughs> Ouch. But that We just like to was, play here, sorry. It, it was insane. So then you went on to just all kinds of great work after that. Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, and uh, so many other things you've done. And now you're... Uh, this is the coolest part. You're directing, you're writing, directing, and producing your own project. Yes. In its yes. second season. Uh, well, the first season was for Facebook Watch, and this new season is for a new streaming service called Ficto. It's an app, um, okay. and uh, you know, it's like what Quibi was trying mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is like round two. It's called Ficto. The show's called Cruisers and Shakers, and it's a comedy series about young adults uh, living in and exploiting the shared economy you know, in every way, driving and task rabbit and just oh, hustling, okay. you know? I watched the trailer for it. It looks really funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're excited. I'm really proud of it. And uh, yeah, I've been writing and directing for a while now. Do you like that more than being a heartthrob? <laughs> uh, yeah, I like it because I'm more in control of it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like, oh, please give me a job. Mm-hmm. After a while, when you have kids... It's like I you wait for an audition or, you know, this, I could, I could always write another script. I could go sell something. I could, yeah. you know, and then once in a while you put something together and, uh, you know, I have a, uh, my first film that I wrote and directed is called Sister and it's on Prime Video right now. It was on Showtime for um, a year exclusive, but it's, uh, it's also, I'm really proud of that film. Oh, I want to check that out. I saw the, the ad for it. Yeah, it's uh, like sort of semi-autobiographical uh, about my youngest sister, and it's got issues about uh, overdiagnosing kids with disorders like ADHD, mm-hmm. all, the, all the medication that comes along with that. You're such well, an I inspiration. Gotta, well, yeah. yeah. You're so inspiring because, you know, as actors, you're right. It sucks. You have to, you can just sit and wait for the phone to ring and wait for that next audition, that next role to present itself to you, or you can go out there and get what you want and make things happen. And that's really admirable. Yeah. I mean, but you know, you guys as well, whether it's on the business side or whatever, you, when you grow up, you have to, yeah. you can't just sit around, right. You have to try and make things happen. Yeah. David was on clueless too. I used to love you. In the-, you the series you were on the yeah. series. Yes. The series. Yeah. I, yeah, that one, I, I almost got the movie and Amy and I had become friends. So I guess as the consolation prize, whatever, a, t- a year or two later, she she offered me the role on the series. I mean, it's a pretty good consolation prize. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, Stacey Dash, uh, she was on it. Well, Donald Faison, mm-hmm. Al- uh, Elisa Donovan, who's still a close friend. Oh, a lot yeah. of the cast was on. Yeah, she was on our show. Oh, my gosh. Right. Wait, so I'm sure you get recognized all the time still. Like, which of your 90s projects do people recognize you the most from? And what do they say? Do they say, I feel like I know. Did we go to high school together? Or what, yeah. do they, what do they say? That's well, just us. I, it depends on the age. Like, mm. there's definitely the whole 90210 uh, contingency. <laughs> and they're, you know, sort of like my own age. 
And then there's people that are younger than me. I did a show for, for Nickelodeon called Hey Dude. It was, oh my gosh. It was a scripted comedy series that ran for a few seasons. It was my first thing I ever did. And it has the most loyal fan base. <laughs> if, you, you know, if someone was between 8 and 12 in 1990, they watched this show. Hey, dude. And yeah. <sighs> I mean, my kids are still like, I, I, I can't even <laughs> believe it. But Because uh, you're, you born, know, you're born in 72, right? You, we're the same yeah. age. Are you 72? Yeah. Year, year. She's not 72. I'm 72 years old. Uh, <laughs> next year is a big birthday. I don't want to talk let's about it. Let's not talk about it, David. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about, let's do some games or something with David. Should we? Should we? Yes. Should we? Yeah. She looks, uh, we have some rapid fire questions that we'd like to ask our guests. So it's just kind of like the first thing that comes to your mind. Favorite character on 9210? Go. Uh, Dylan. Nice. All right. Favorite cast member? No pressure, by the way, here. Yeah, it can't, doesn't oh, have can't, to be I one can't. of us. <laughs> Honestly, Luke was my friend before the show, and we, I he just had such open arms for me in every which way, you know, coming to L.A. and, and being on the show. So, But I love all you guys, seriously. Good answer. Okay. What about a favorite memory? Favorite memory? I uh, I mean, I remember the night scenes on the beach and all of us just kind of hanging out. I mean, we smoked a lot of cigarettes back then. Uh, it just, Don't tell my kids. Yeah. No. Like everybody, <laughs> everyone did? I feel like on that set, I... It I, was like the thing to do. Yeah, well, you, you kind of like bummed a, a drag or two off of your friend's cigarette. We shared and cigarettes. And then you would do these close scenes together? That's why they made Banaka. Yeah, they have all kinds of cover. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the night scenes and those shoots being a lot of fun. I was just like in heaven. It was good times. All right, final question. This one is tough. Kiss, marry, or kick to the curb? Out of all the characters. Characters. Characters on so, 0 who would you kiss? Who would you marry? And who would you kick And to since the you were Kyle, you can go either gender, really. You can, <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a role. I mean. <laughs> okay, uh, right. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Do you ask everyone these questions? Sure do. Yeah. Just you. Just you. Imagine. <laughs> we said David's coming on. We've got to really stump him. Um. I guess I would kiss, uh, was it Kelly or uh, what was Tori's character? Donna. Kelly or Donna. You should go for Donna. Uh, She's got good lips. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll go with kiss oh Donna because, you know, that was meant to be. Uh, and uh, I'd probably marry, uh, oh gosh. Andrea, Brenda. Yeah, yeah, uh, Andrea. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, because she was smart, so yeah. setting yeah, yourself up for having smart kids. Great, I get it, I get it. You know, level-headed mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> um, You can kick me the to the jeans. curb. Kick me to the curb. Just do it. I know. Where do you think Kelly is? I mean. I think she should be an. I think that she was a good friend to Kyle, so I don't right. I don't really that's see her, her being kicked to the curb. But if you want to kick me to the curb, that's what a good friend would do. I would take it for you. Um, 
No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know who I'd kick to the curb. Who would you kick to the curb? Who's messed up out of that group? I would kick, um, just because he was such a jerk in this episode, I would kick Steve to the curb. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think I, I think when we played this initially, I think Donna, I mean Donna, I kicked <laughs> Steve to the curb too. <laughs> he's gotten kicked around a little. I know, yeah. poor thing. And he's the nicest, hmm. nicest guy. They are. Well, that's it. You passed the rapid fire questions. All right, Congratulations. We're glad that's over. Thank you, David. You are so fun. Thanks for coming on our show. Thanks, you guys. So great to see you. It was Everybody, good to catch up. Yeah. I can't believe it's been this long. We were super excited for you to come on. Yes. I know. Everybody I mean, should guys- uh, check out your show, though, on Ficto. Right? That's the oh. name of the app? Yeah. It's um, the Ficto app, mm-hmm. and uh, the show is called Cruisers and Shakers. Check it out. Love it. Keep up the good work, David. All right, Bye, David Lasher, too. a.k.a. Kyle Connors. <laughs> we love you. Nice to see you. Bye. Bye. Nice to meet you. Bye. How is it that he just t- stays so good looking? Well, you know what? We know this happens. Men just get better and better looking with age if they're already cute, right? Like, but I feel he like looks even better. Too. Like, I... he was always so cute, but like, he's like, he's really handsome. Hunk of mm-hmm. burning love, handsome. Yes. See if I spot him out on Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> You're gonna eyes What's open up? for the old Kyle, <laughs> belly and Hi. all. She'll be like, belly and all. hello, hey. hello. Remember me? <laughs> <laughs> well, should we go on and talk about a little bit of fashion, or let's do it. Let's do it. Or do we want to go straight to questions because we're we might be running a little long. I don't know. I think we should talk about Kelly's red halter top because was it a bathing suit? Was it a halter top? Well, both both of us were in our bikinis in this episode, which was, ah, oh, those were the days. That didn't bother you, did it? And you guys had amazing bodies. Not then, still amazing no, bodies. No, I don't think it bothered us then. No, do you remember even thinking no. twice about it? It was just like, oh, okay. Yes, I can. I can always remember being self-conscious of my body. Unfortunately, really? yeah. But mm-hmm. you're so beautiful. I know. Look, I, now I'm thinking, what the hell was I so worried about? <laughs> I think all teenage girls feel that same yeah. way. Though I look back in my teenage years, and I hated being in a bikini, and now I would kill for that body. Right? <laughs> I was worried about the neck up. I was fine with the neck down. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> your neck up was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a i think that was a halter like a shirt that wasn't a bathing suit the red thing oh Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and i know what your favorite fashion moment was was the was irons i mean steve's crop top yeah it really is i i can't you guys i can't i just want him to wear i that better get episode. his butt on here because i want him to explain to defend tops. it yeah. yeah for sure yeah, that's right what about favorite it's line from so the episode good. it's so good you got a favorite line? Not really. I do. I I have one from Brenda. She said, to be a bitch or not be a bitch? That is the question. <sighs> that's a good question to ask yourself from time to time. Do you, do you think that started the I Hate Brenda fan club right there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I also liked it when Kelly said to Kyle, you want to have some fun of the not so serious kind? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Cute and flirty. Flirty. Uh, 
Brenda had a good one. You know, the hardest thing I've ever had to do is trying to stay away from you. And then she didn't stay away from him. She did not. Mm-mm. It was, it was really hard. not that hard for her to keep making out with him. <laughs> nope. You got any questions for us this week? Yeah. Sis? So I think these are short and sweet and we can get through them really quickly. This is from Phoenix. She says, what did Jenny think of how honest Tori was in her books? Hmm. From Phoenix. You mean from Phoenix or from Phoenix? Phoenix. Her name's Phoenix. That's her name. Okay. That's her name. Phoenix. I have never read Tori's books, unfortunately. I'm not an avid reader. I've seen all of them. I love the cover, especially the one (laughs) with your hair. Remember the poofy hair? Mm -hmm. Like a low ponytail and poofy hair. I love that hairstyle on you. But I've never read any of your books. But Tori's always honest. So I'm, I feel like I, I she's not surprised. I live in her book. I don't know. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Just take Um, a page out of my book. (laughs) All right. This is from Tammy. Did anyone date each other seriously from the cast? Date seriously. Read my books. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Tiffany and Brian dated seriously. Tiffany, no, Brian and Vanessa dated seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Jason, so t- wait, Brian and, and Christine, Jason yeah. and Christine, Brian and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Yes. Brian and Tiffany. And then Brian and Vanessa. Brian and Vanessa. Right. When Tiffany came onto the show, she and Brian were already together. Right. But then they broke up. Yeah. I think, it, yeah, that's got that. I think that was a hard situation having to be young, a young couple navigating, like just moving in together mm-hmm. and then like being on a huge big show together and working every day. I feel like that's it as far as like serious dating amongst the. Oh. And Ben, I went out with Vince. You, yeah, you dated Vince. She she liked to forget that. Young. Three years. What? That was a long time. That was a serious uh, dating situation then. Ish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And none for you? No, I, I was always married or having a baby. I was I never really <laughs> dated anyone. All right. So our next episode is episode four, Anaconda. Be sure to watch it before next week. Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two.